um, I, the Lord totally took me a total different direction. I was planning on doing something else today and always open to what the Holy Spirit wants to do and felt like he told me that, he said, Mark, I was, I was asking him this week, I was like, Lord, what, what do we need to hear to start off this year of 2023? And this is what I felt like the Lord spoke to me. There was two scriptures that he brought to my heart, and it's 1 John 5, 4 and Hebrews 11, 6. In 1 John 5, 4, I'm just going to read this, and it says this. It says, for everyone born of God, how many born-again believers do we have in here today? Amen? It says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. So you're an overcomer. Whether you believe it or not, you're an overcomer if you're a believer in Jesus. It says, this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. And then Hebrews eleven six says that what pleases God is our faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. We have to have faith in him. And so what I felt like the Lord spoke to me was, Mark, people need to be encouraged in their faith. So I'm praying that you leave here encouraged. I pray you leave here strengthened. I pray you leave here um, operating in your faith, that your faith is not just for Sunday morning for an hour and a half. Amen? You're to walk by faith and not by... You need your faith. It's a, this walk that we walk with the Lord is a walk by faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. And then I thought of a... There's a story in the Gospels in Mark chapter 10, my favorite book of the Bible, Mark chapter 10. Jokes are getting better, a little better. Janice says no, but I'm saying by faith they are. Uh, But the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, and uh, in verse 46, we're going to read that. But I'm going to start off, just go ahead and give you the title of this message. And this is is something I believe that the Lord is asking all of us for this year. Okay? And it's this one right here. What do you want me, Jesus, what do you want the Lord to do for you this year? This is actually, you're going to see this in the Word, and I pray that you're going to see it like you've never seen it before, because it's, and I pray I can teach it the way the Holy Spirit ministered it to me. But this is in Mark chapter 10, and if you're taking notes, because as most of you know, I'm more of a teacher than a preacher, I'm going to give you five ingredients to help you increase your faith this year. Um, but faith is, even though I'm going to give you some information, you need to get a revelation. And so I'm praying that as I give out this information this morning that the Holy Spirit is going to give you revelation and light a fire on the inside of you so that you will use what I'm about to tell you and not just be hearers. Amen? You want to hear the Word of God, but then you want to do the Word of God. Look at somebody say, you need to be a doer. All right, this is Mark 10, verses 46 through 52. It says, Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples Together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, and here's what, I'm just going to throw this in here as I'm reading this. As I was studying this and reading this and thinking about my life and just us as a church and everything, and something that the Lord wants to do in your prayer life is what he showed me was some of you are just begging. And he wants to take you a little bit step further than just begging. Because you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. If Taya was to come into my house begging her daddy for something, I'd, say, I'd tell her to stop it. You're my, you're my daughter. Quit begging. Quit begging. I'm your daughter. I'm going to take care of you. And so you've got to get that revelation right now that you're a son and a daughter of the Most High God. Okay? You're, you're not a beggar. And yet none of us deserve it. Right? That's why Jesus came, to set us free, to die for our sins. None of us deserve it. But he wants you to get past this, this, you've been begging too long. You need to get to this revelation that you're a son and a daughter of the Most High God, even when you screw up. Even when you get in a fight with your wife on the way to church in the morning. No, that didn't happen. Not this morning. (laughs) Anyway, praise God. We, We made it here. You know, 2023 is starting off great at our house. But, but God still loves you even when you fall and stumble and mess up and screw up. He still loves you, and he doesn't want you to be a beggar. There's, there's days that I could just wring Taya's neck. Amen? All right? And she's in her 20s now. <laughs> and uh, 
if y'all don't know my do- the other day, the, just got a little side note here, is we have Life 360 on our phones. I can't, I can't get away from her. She knows where I'm at at all times. And then she'll, she'll text or call, what are you doing? Where, where are y'all going? What are y'all, you know, just leave us alone, you know. And, uh, but here's the deal. I say all that to say this is she's my daughter and I will do anything for her because she's my daughter. And that same relationship was with you and your heavenly father. And I want you to get that revelation. So stop begging. You're a son and daughter of the most high God. Verse 47 says, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, everybody say heard. He heard. He heard that, let me just say it this way. He heard that the word was coming. Jesus is the word. And he, so he began to shout. Okay, he didn't just, he began to shout. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And as many rebuked him, listen to this, many of them in that crowd rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. Jesus is in the midst of this large crowd, and he can hear this guy above everybody else screaming for him and saying, Jesus, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stops what he's doing in the midst of this crowd, and he says, call him. Call him. So they called to the blind man. The same people that were rebuking him said this, cheer up. Aren't you just glad how people are just so fickle? They can change on a dime. Cheer up. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. And so throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. And here's the title of the message today. And Jesus says this. I'm sure Jesus could, could tell. You know, can, can you tell if somebody's blind? Okay, we, you can see that. But Jesus doesn't immediately say, I'm going to heal you of your blindness. He just says this. He says, what do you want me to do for you? And Jesus asked him that. So Jesus is getting to this point where he's heard that I'm coming. He's heard that the word's coming. And Jesus says, I need him to say it out of his mouth what he wants me to do. And so the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Duh. For verse 52, that was a joke, by the way. That's not in the word. And Jesus said, go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. That's a powerful story. The, these, these disciples saw this healing of this blind man. But I, go back to verse 51 where Jesus looked at him and said, what do you want me to do for you? And so if you're taking notes, I want you, I'm going to give you five real simple, quick things this morning that I believe is going to help you in 2023. And every day of your life, every, um, you know, it's not just on Sunday morning for an hour and a half. This, this is going to help you every day of your life if you'll walk this out. Walk by faith and not by sight. You've got to, you, the, the one muscle, what I want you to do is come up to me next year as your pastor and say, Pastor Mark, my faith is stronger than it was when I started 2023. My faith is stronger, it's bigger, it's increased, my muscle's been exercised, because faith is like a muscle, you got to exercise it. And everybody said, amen. All right, here's the first, first point. You have a part to play. Some of you have just totally surrendered and said, you know what, if God does, he does, and if he doesn't, he doesn't. No, you can't be like that. you got to get engaged, and you got a part to play. You got to get that bulldog faith about you. Some of you have just backed off and just said, "You know what? If God does, He does, and if He doesn't, He doesn't." You have a part to play in this, and I'm going to show you these scriptures. I went ahead and wrote them there on that first point, so you could jot them down. But we're going to look at Mark 10 verse 47, what we just read, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13, and James 4 2, the second part of that scripture. But here is Mark 10 verse 47. The Bible says that when blind Bartimaeus, says when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I want to ask you this. When you hear, when you hear the word of God, does it make you shout? It should. It should. When you get a revelation of the Word of God, that the Word of God's coming into your hearing, the Word of God's coming into your heart, coming into your mind, coming into your life, it's illuminating some things, you ought to be shouting. So the first thing that your faith ought to do when you hear the Word of God, Romans 10, 17 is another scripture I should have thrown in here, because it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. 
That's how faith comes. So faith's coming to this man one day. He hears that Jesus is, is around town, and he's coming through right where he sits and begs at. And so he heard that the word was coming, and he began to shout. So the word, ought to, the word for it to work in your life, if you don't get anything out of today, this is the one thing I want you to get. For the word to work in your life, you've got to operate it with your mouth. It's the spoken word. God spoke this whole thing that you see around here into existence. He spoke it into existence. You might be saying, well, it's the written word of God. No, he spoke it before it was written. Then it was written so that you would speak it. So you've got to get into the word of God, get that word into you, so that when, you, when a trial, a tribulation, or something happens, that the first thing that comes out of your mouth is not complaining and whining, but the first thing that comes out of your mouth is the word of God to whatever it is you're facing. And everybody said, amen. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when blind Bartimaeus, when he heard that Jesus was coming, the first thing that he did was shout because he wanted to get Jesus' attention. Now I'm going to show you this, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. This is the Apostle Paul. The greatest apostle who has ever lived uh, were still, you know, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. I probably share scriptures from him that the Holy Spirit poured through him almost every Sunday. But this man, if you study his life, he went through some stuff. Okay, he, I mean a lot of stuff. And if you was to sit down with Paul and interview him, Paul, what kept you going, even in the midst of all that? Why didn't you quit? Why, why kept, what kept you going? 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13 tells you the answer to this. It says, it is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken, since we have that same Spirit of faith. Everybody say spirit of faith. That's what kept him going in the midst of all of his trials and tribulations that he had on this planet was he had a spirit of faith. That spirit of faith is what overcome. What I read in 1 John 5, 4, that spirit of faith is what helps you overcome the world. So he had that spirit of faith. He said, we also believe and therefore speak. Where, this, where he got this, this, this uh, the Holy Spirit illuminated this scripture to him now, I'm not going to take you back there, but it, was, but it was from Psalms 116. And Psalms is a bunch of prayers that David penned for us to pray and for us to speak the Word of God. In Psalms 116, David talks about believing and speaking. So not only did David believe, he spoke. The day that David fought, most of us know that this, this, this principle that I'm trying to teach you today was already operating in David when he was 17 years old when he went out and fought Goliath. And when he ran, at, he didn't just run at him with a slingshot. He was talking to that giant as soon as he ran at him. And he's 17. And all the rest of all the people around him are going, who is this young whippersnapper? Who does he think he is? And he had his confidence in Christ. He had his confidence in God is where it was coming from. But he spoke to, not only was that giant speaking to him, he was speaking back at it. And he was telling him, no, today, you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. And so he was, he was prophesying his future. He, he knew this, even as a young shepherd boy, that he believed in God, but he knew to activate it, you got to speak it. A lot of you are believing it, but you're not activating it by speaking it. I heard a, a pastor that, that I've been listening to, he's a faith teacher, I really like listening to him, Pastor Mark Hankins, some of you may have heard of him. But he was teaching this, and he was telling he was telling a story with this scripture right here. And he said, "Because uh, I was on an airplane, and, uh, just, and he goes, this is what's wrong with a lot of Christians today. Because I was on an airplane, and I was sitting at the seats where there's the the exit doors, you know. And he said, I just got on the plane. I was tired. I sit down in the seat, and I and he goes, I've heard the spill from the stewardesses over and over on a plane." And he said, I'm just sitting there. And so I got out a magazine out in front of me and was just had my head in the magazine, just relaxing, looking at this magazine. And the stewardess is going through her spill. And he was standing there at that exit. And she looked at him and she said, sir, uh, there were several of us people sitting right there. And he said, she goes, I've got to know that if we were to crash, if this plane was to go down, that you, you four guys sitting right here are going to help me escort people off of this plane. And so he said, I sit there and I'm looking at the magazine. I heard her say it. And I just went... Yeah. I just, he said, I didn't even say anything. I just looked at her and nodded. And she said, sir, look at me. And so she, he looked at her. He said, I don't, I don't need a nod. I need a verbal response. 
And he said, yes, I will help you. And, he, and of course, he made a joke out. He goes, I will show them the way. I'll be the first one out that door. I'll be the leader. <laughs> but, uh, but what he meant, what, what he was sharing with that was what a lot of Christians do, if you've been in church for any length of time, you get to the point where you've heard faith messages so much, you've heard the word so much, you've heard these stories so much that you just nod. And you don't put a verbal response to it. And so when you just do a nod, you're just giving a mental assent to it, and you're not activating it. You've got to activate it with your mouth. It's not activated with your brain and with a nod. It's activated with your mouth. And everybody said, amen. Okay, so you've got to believe it. Believe. It's, a lot of times it's not really the believing, because I know I'm talking to mostly believers here this morning. If you're not, you're going to leave here a believer. But you don't have the problem with the believing. What you're having a problem with is the saying. You're not getting it to your mouth. You're just giving it a nod. And this is where James says this. He says, you do not have because you do not ask. you gotta, you got to ask with your mouth. A lot of you aren't asking because you don't believe you're worthy. Go back to blind Bartimaeus. Don't let the enemy beat you up with shame, guilt, and condemnation. You're a child of God. There's no matter what this girl does, when she steps into my house, she's my daughter. No matter how, I'm how mad I get at her, either, when she steps into my house, she's still my daughter. And I love her and I'll do anything for her. The same, that same relationship is what you have with your Heavenly Father. No matter how bad you screw up, He still loves you. And all He wants you to do is ask. You do not have because you do not ask. Don't let the enemy silence your voice with shame, guilt, and condemnation. That's what the enemy does. He silences your voice so that you won't receive anything from your heavenly father. Then he turns it around and says, look, your heavenly father doesn't love you. He's not blessing you. That's the biggest lie from the pit of hell. Turn that around. Don't let shame, guilt, and condemnation come upon you. That's good. That's good news. Here's number two. You can't wait for ideal circumstances. I'm sure blind Bartimaeus would like to have just a personal meeting with Jesus. He'd like to have somebody carry him, you know, lead him because he can't see. Lead me to Jesus. I want to have a sit-down meeting with Jesus. All he knew is that he heard that the word was coming, and he knew there was a large crowd. He could hear the crowd and everything, but he said, I've got to get Jesus' attention. I've got to get the word's attention, so I've got to start speaking. I've got to start asking for Jesus. And he did. He asked. He asked loudly for Jesus. He didn't wait for ideal circumstances. He didn't wait for the crowd to kind of die down and everything and catch Jesus after service. He said, I'm catching him right now. My faith is operating right now. And this is Mark 10, verse 46. It says, then they came to Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. So here's this guy. He's, he's overcoming he didn't wait for, I just want you to get this, he did not wait for ideal circumstances. There was a large crowd, and just like the woman with the issue of blood, she pressed through. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, she pressed through the crowd, and Jesus told her, your faith has made you whole. This is Ecclesiastes, verses 11, verses 4 through 5, and I love these scriptures. It says, whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. You cannot wait for ideal circumstances. Today is January the 1st, 2023. It doesn't get any better. Start today. If you blow it today, if you blow that diet today, start tomorrow. Amen? Well, you know what? I just blew it, so you know what? I'm going to wait till January 1 of 2024. <laughs> And put on another 50 pounds for the year. And God's saying, no, every day, every day is a new day with the Lord. And everybody said, amen. I don't know how many Mondays I've tried to start things. Whether it was losing weight or this or that. Every Sunday evening, get my mind wrapped around it. This is the week I'm going to do it. Blow it Monday morning. Up, oh, wait till next Monday. No, every day, every day is a new day with the Lord. And everybody said, don't wait for ideal circumstances. Here's number three. You can't worry about what others think or say. They're not you. You're not them. Quit comparing yourself to other people. And everybody said, amen. You're not going to look like her. You're not going to look like him. It doesn't matter. You're, God created you. You were created in the image of God. 
so quit worrying about what they're doing, what they're saying, what they're, all this stuff. I'm telling you, Facebook is just the highlight reel of people's lives. If you could really pull, pull it back and see how people live, you wouldn't want their life. The grass is not greener on the other side of the fence. It's just that their septic tank is broken and it's fertilizing everything, making it look that way. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I'm serious. Amen. This, I, I've, I've learned this in my own life. I, there, was a, there was somebody, a, a couple that was so much younger than me, doing great, and I thought, man, I, the, the highlight reel was just on their, on their Facebook, on their social media. And guys, if you could have pulled back and saw the, the turmoil and the chaos that was happening in their home, you wouldn't want any part of it. Money doesn't buy happiness. Amen? It's keeping God at the center is what buys happiness in this world. That's where happiness comes from. This is Mark uh, 10. Go back to verses 47 through 48. It says, When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Some of you are going to have to overcome. I guarantee you, if you start walking by faith, you're going to have family and friends who are going to tell you, you need to calm down. You need to back off. You're getting a little bit too crazy with this Jesus stuff. I've had it said of me. All right. Um, oh my gosh, Mark, Leedy does not need another church. I heard that one 22 years ago. What are you doing? Are you cr- you're cray cray? You're really crazy. Well, here's the deal. I heard from God, and so if He's crazy, then I'm crazy. Yeah. And uh, so you can't go. You got to go with what God has told you to do. And when you when you do that, you're going to be successful. You're going to be blessed. Not, th- not to say that you're going to not go through things, but you've got to make sure that you hear from heaven and then quit listening to what everybody else is telling you. Yes, I believe in good counsel, but make sure that, you're, that the counsel you're getting is from good, faith-filled, spirit-filled believers. Okay? And so get the right counsel, but quit listening to what other people think or say. And everybody said, amen. All right, here's number four. Number four. Don't be afraid to step out boldly, believe God, and say it. I was going to just stop with don't be afraid to step out boldly and believe God, but you've also got to say it. That's what we're learning today. You've got to believe it and say it. And this is in Mark 10, verses 49 through 52. The last part of that says, Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you, throwing his cloak. The same people that were telling him you need to calm down, now they're saying cheer up. On your feet, he's calling you. So, you know, once they know that Jesus is with you, they're all for you. <laughs> uh, so, and so that's where you've got, to, here's here, I'll just a little sidebar. This is where you've got to not walk in offense. You've got to walk in love and forgiveness. Because the people that were telling you you're crazy, they'll come around eventually. And everybody said, amen. They'll come around, and so you've got to walk in forgiveness towards those. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet, and he came to Jesus. And Jesus said, what? There it is again. What do you want me to do for you? And Jesus asked him, the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. And said, go, go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. That day, I want you to just realize, that day, Bartimaeus cannot see. All he can do is hear this crowd, and he's just hearing them talking about this, this man from Nazareth coming, this prophet, this uh, everybody thinks he's the son of God. He's the Messiah. He's, you know, all these things. He's going to be the next king of Israel. And he's hearing all this stuff, but he can't see him. He can just hear all the things that are going on. And he could have let the spirit of fear bind him up and just laid there on his mat and just kept begging. But he let the word do its work. Faith ignited in his heart. And he ignited it with his mouth. And he began to cry out for Jesus. And so... There's going to be things that you're going to face this year, and I just want to tell you this. God has not given you a spirit of fear. He's given what he's given you, and I hope you saw it in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. He's given you a spirit of faith. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has given you a spirit of faith. Now look at somebody and say, you need to use it. You need to use it. Mark 11, verses 22 through 24. If you've been around the word of faith, which the word is the word of faith, you've probably heard of these scriptures. But Mark 11, verses 22 through 24. 
This is where Jesus is teaching his disciples. They've just seen him um, curse a fig tree, and the, and the fig tree withered up and died. And so they were amazed by that. And in verse 22, it says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You need to take that, those scriptures right there at face value. That's Jesus. That is as simple as you can get. My little grandson, Jarek, understands that, okay? What, but what, if you'll go and study theologians, theologians make this hard. This is simple stuff. This is simple faith. Believe it and speak it. Now, the reason I want you to go back and look at something, I said Jesus tells them, first of all, have faith in God. That's believe. Be a believer, okay? They say, okay, yeah, we're believers. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever, he goes from a, Jesus, I just want you to get in this deal with the disciples. He takes it from a tree to a mountain, okay, in their minds. He says, whoever says to this mountain, whoever is any of us, it's anybody. It's not just the Apostle Paul, not just Jesus. Jesus didn't tell his disciples, you know what, guys? You know, when they said, golly, man, look at this. The fig tree's all withered up and stuff. He goes like, hey, Jesus didn't say, you know, this little act that I just performed for you guys, it was just reserved for me because I'm deity. I'm the son of God. I'm the Messiah. And I'm sorry, but you guys can't do this stuff. You can't. So quit, quit asking. Jesus told them, no, you can do greater things than, the, than what I've done if you'll believe and if you'll act, put it into motion. He says, you're not gonna, you, can, you can not only move a curse of a tree, you can tell this mountain to move, and it'll move. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, most I underline says, his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. I'm going to tell you something. Some of you are believing, your believer's right, but you're not hooked up to your speaker. And your speaker, you've got to say it three times more than you believe it. Because when you say it three times more, it gets in your believer, you're hooked up to your speaker, and you start believing it in your heart and in your mind, both places. Then your whole being is saturated with the Word of God, and you're just, it's just like, if you ever get around somebody that's been healed of something because they were believing for it, and they'd been saying it and 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 saying it, whatever they were, maybe they were healed of cancer or whatever it was, that's the person you want praying for you. Because they've got it settled within them that God is not a respecter of person. You're a whosoever, and he's going to heal you. That's the, so what I'm saying is you're, when you believe it, you're going to have to say it three times more than you're believing it. And sometimes you're going to say it, and you're like, and in your mind you're going to start doubting it, and the enemy's going to throw in those doubts like, I can't believe you're even saying that. That's crazy talk. I can't believe you're even saying that. I can't believe you're even saying that. That's when you say you take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. And here's, here's, I'm going to take you a little bit further here. Then you take your imagination that God gave you. Your imagination is from God. Take your imagination and see you receiving whatever it is you're praying for. Gary, maybe it's a new home. Jennifer, it's a new home. See yourself already in that new home. You're not only just believing it, you're saying it. You're believing for it, you're saying it, you're saying it, you're saying it. But then use your imagination and see yourself already there. God gave you your imagination for that. And everybody said, you know, sports takes it to another, they call that visualization and all that. It's all from God. That's how God created you. You're creating the image of God, spirit, soul, and body. I saw a young man the other day, he was on football, I was watching the football, and he, they showed him meditating before the game, and I guarantee you he was meditating in front of the goalpost, and what he was visualizing himself doing was making plays out there on the field, making throws and catches and all the things he was imagining it, but that's, your imagination is something from God for you to activate in your walk of faith with him. It's not, it's not new age, okay? Your imagination is from the Lord, and he wants you to use it. Some of you are hijacking your imagination with other things. Movies, pornography, 
other stuff that gets in there and it just it's amazing it's amazing that when we allow things into our mind how warped our minds can get but it's amazing how quick if we get in the word of God how God can straighten up all the synapses and everything the mind's constantly at work and if we get in the word God can use the word to correct the word can set you free from anything that's going on in your life but you've got to believe it and speak it. Believe it and speak it. Take, take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Is this helping anybody this morning? Okay, God has given you a spirit of faith. Use it. And that's Mark 11, verses 22 through 24. So believe. Say it three times more than you believe it. Make sure your believer is hooked up to your speaker. Believe, believing and saying. Now get this, guys. This is, a, this is as simple as... What I'm trying to do is make it as simple as Jesus said it in Mark chapter 11. Believing and saying is the door to the supernatural. It is. We try to make it so hard that we got to have our act all together. We got to be cleaned up. We got to be fasted up for 40 days and all this kind of stuff. And I believe in all that. I believe in being prayed up. I believe in fasting. I believe in every, all that. But God says, what I need you to do is believe and say. And when you start doing that, you're going to start seeing me move in your life in a supernatural way. Well, it shouldn't be just on Sunday morning that we see supernatural things happen. We should be seeing supernatural things happen in our walk with God throughout the week. So, here's, here's before we get to number five, I'm going to say this. Go back to what blind Bartimaeus was. He was a beggar. And so what I'm going to tell every one of us in here today, including myself... Get the whine and the victim complex out of your voice. Get it out. Get out, get out how you were raised. Get out your environment that you grew up in. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> we just go on to what all we can blame things on. But get the whine and the victim. Because you can sit there and believe and say stuff and say stuff and still have a whine in your voice. And God's, that's an attitude of the heart that you're going to have to get rid of. You're going to have to let the Holy Spirit go in there and get rid of the whine, get rid of the victim complex, whatever they did to you, whatever they said to you. You're going to have to learn how to walk in forgiveness. You're going to have to get thick skin. You're going to have to not walk in offense so much. Get your feelings off your sleeves. You're going to have to walk by faith, not by sight. You're going to have to get the whine and the victim complex out of your voice so that you can walk in victory, so that you'll have a voice of victory. So, look at somebody and say, I have a voice of victory. Let me tell you something right now, and you might want to write this down. Your voice locates you in the spiritual realm. I want to say this again. Not your pastor's voice. Your voice locates you in the spiritual realm. And so, if you're, if you're a whiner and a complainer, you know, the enemy's just like... <laughs> They're done. They're toast. They, they, they've got themselves in bondage because they, they can't even get out of the whining in the victim stage. I want, like the Apostle Paul, Jesus we know and Paul we know, but who are you? you know, because I want, I want the enemy to know my voice in the spiritual realm, that when Mark Haney speaks, things happen. But it's not Mark Haney, it's Christ through me. I'm speaking with his voice, his authority, his anointing, his blessing. And you can do that too. It's not just for people that's in ministry. It's for every believer. It's called the believer's authority. Here's number five. Keep the faith by following Jesus. And if you'll notice what happened there is it says immediately he received his sight and then it says he followed Jesus along the road. He just kept following Jesus. Now, I'm just going to... Write this down, three, three things under number five about blind Bartimaeus. If you take it, this is, I know we're reading a story in the natural, but this is a spiritual book, so you can apply this naturally. You can also apply this spiritually. If you take what happened to blind Bartimaeus, he, he went from he heard that Jesus was coming, so he began to call for Jesus with his mouth. And when he did those two things, then what happened? sight so if you walk by faith long enough you're going to see it too and everybody said okay 
So, but it starts off, I hope you're getting this today, this is very fundamental faith teaching, but you've got to believe it. A lot of you are believing it, but then some of you where we've missed the mark is we're just giving it a mental assent, we're just giving it a nod and saying, "Go, no, I don't care how many times you're here teaching on faith, you need to be excited every time you hear it because you're going to get a new revelation every time you hear it, if you act that way. The Bible says that in Hebrews that it talks about the children of Israel that some of the word didn't profit them because they didn't mix it with faith. So you, it's very, you can sit in church service and hear a good word from God's word, and if you don't mix it with faith, it's not going to do anything for you. And you can walk out here and say, you know, the pastor missed it today. No, you missed it. <laughs> Amen? You missed it because you didn't mix it with faith. All right? Pastors get blamed for a whole lot of stuff. You know what? I'm sticking up for the pastors up here. You, but you've got to mix this word with faith for it to work. All right. Now, I've asked somebody, you know, we've got 15 minutes left if you've got a roast on. Um, but I've asked my, my daughter and my son-in-law to come up here. And uh, I'm going to get a, they're going to share a little testimony of what's going on in their life. Because I told them it goes really good with my message. And I know most of you here know Tay and Cameron. Um, but they're both PK kids. All right? Preacher kids. And... Um, got two beautiful kids, my grandkids, I'm Poppy, um, but they've been walking by faith in a situation, and I've been so proud of them because Jade and I have started seeing both of them own their own faith, and so I'm just, I'm not going to steal their thunder, I'm going to let y'all share what's going on. Amen, God is good, isn't he? Yes. All the time. It's just like that song we sing, I won't sing it, you don't want me to sing it. That's why I have a beautiful wife that can sing. But uh, in the song today, you know, we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So as we share today, it, I just want it to, to the Spirit just to come over you. And, you know, if you're dealing with something that may be in the same area we are, um, that, that God's going to bless you for it. But uh, back in about May of 2020... Um, you know, COVID happened in March of 2020, and, and May happened, and there was just some stuff on our job site that uh, wasn't working out, um, some promises that were made and different things like that, and we are trying to be, uh, uh, I guess, nice, you know, during COVID, you know, people were just trying to figure things out, um, but uh, come May, June of 2020, we said, you know, something, something's not right. Uh, we don't know what it is, but it's time that we, we make a change. And so we are kind of going through uh, 2020, just trying to get through things, and nothing was really working. Uh, we were looking at different opportunities, different places, and, and nothing was really, I don't know how to explain it, but nothing was just coming to fruition. And it was really starting to irritate Taya and I, because like, like Pastor Mark said, hey, we are PKs. I mean, we go to church, we serve, we do this and that. We're like, God, what? You know, we're doing all these things, but we're not seeing the blessing. And so it kind of got to a period where getting really frustrated as a Christian. Has anyone ever been there before? Like, God, hey, I'm doing these things, but hey, there's a time and season for everything. So 2021 comes around, and in April of 2021, we get a phone call about a possible job opportunity. We go through probably about a, a four-week process, um, something like that. It, it, very, it looks very, very bright, and literally the final stage in the process, I get a phone call, and they said, uh, sorry, Cam, we've decided not to go forth with you. Um, and again, we thought this was a done deal. We thought this was happening, and then bam, just hit another roadblock. And again, that that's really tough. Um, I said we just had Ava after that, so we got you know two kiddos just starting out, and we're like, man, what's what in the world is going on? Um, it's really frustrating, and we're just trying to go through and say, God, what's what's happening? Why aren't things working out? Um, so we just continue through that year, and same thing, something else would pop up, so we would go and apply and do these things, and again, nothing happened. So we went through all of 2021, um, November of 2021, something happened, we're like, hey, we think this is it, and boom, all of a sudden, for no reason, it just, it just didn't get worked out. And again, so we were just frustrated, 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 
And we've noticed that, like Pastor Mark said, hey, we were, I think, leaning on mom and dad's faith, grandma and grandpa's faith. We never really truly had faith of our own to this extent together. Yeah, yeah. As a married couple, we're doing everything right. Uh, So we go through 2022, and we're just like, God, what does 2022 have for us? So we continue to go through. Um, and again, when, when was that in 2022 where we thought another opportunity? In the spring again. Okay, so spring of 2022 again, same exact thing. I mean, it feels like a broken record machine at this point. We get to, you know, level X, Y, Z, and it just doesn't come to fruition. And we're just like, what in the world is happening? And we got to that point that summer come August, come September, where we literally had gotten to the point to where we had lost our roar. And, and then harvest time came around, and Pastor Mark began a series about restoring your roar. Well, my roar, especially as a male, it was, it was pretty much non-existent. There was no roar left in me. But before that, in September, Pastor Cody Anderson, who we love that man, we thank God for everything that he's done in our lives. You know, he's the, reason, he's the reason Tay and I are together. He started Edge Youth Camp, and that's how I met Pastor Mark for two years before I got to meet Taya. But him and Pastor Lawrence Neeson uh, was putting on a marriage conference. And at the time, we went to register, and they said, oh, it was only for Faith Center Church or Destiny Church, which is Pastor Lawrence's church. So we kind of pre-registered, but we didn't think anything of it because we weren't a part of their churches. Well, a week before their conference, September 9th and 10th, they got a call said, hey, you're, you're registered. You're coming to this marriage conference. And so we're like, okay, you know, let's find a babysitter and, you know, pawn them off on, on uh, Nana and Poppy and, and let's go to this conference. You know, we need to get away. We need to figure things out. And through that conference, it was just a two-day deal, but, but we finally got together, got with God, got with like-minded people, and said, you know what you need to do? It's time that you take another step in your faith. You know, whatever you're asking for, whatever you're praying for, you need to pray and fast about it and speak what you want. So that September 9th and 10th, from that day on, we began fasting and every night. And fasting is different for everybody, right? It could be food for you. It could be this or that for another. Really what fasting is, it's just to consume with God what was consuming your time originally. So, so devote your time to God when maybe you're watching Netflix. And that's what it was for us. So whenever we are finally able to put Jarek to sleep, because Jarek does not like to sleep at all, so maybe it was 8.30 one night, maybe 10 o'clock one night, but at, instead of just you know, turning on Netflix and falling asleep in the recliner, we devoted our time. We said, okay, we're opening up scriptures of provision, prosperity, job opportunities, and we began to pray and fast. And I tell you what, within four days, four days of praying and fasting, we got a job opportunity. It looked really good. We said, you know what, we're going to go through this process and just see what happens. Within four days, got a phone call. The very next day, he said, do you like barbecue? I'm like, love barbecue. He said, let's go to Swadley's in El Reno. We can meet up. And uh, mid-first bank, they have an investment division in Oklahoma City. And I got to meet the, the director of retail investment services. And just through that conversation, he was just kind of sharing a little bit of their story of how they lost a couple guys during COVID and hadn't hired anybody new. But they've been looking for a new gentleman to join their investment uh, division team. And it had been open for how many months? A year and a half, this position had been opened. And for some reason, it didn't get filled. But... I met with him, and within one week, they gave us an offer letter. They gave us an offer letter, and but through all that, we found our own faith, and we took a new job. I started November 30th with Midfirst in Oklahoma City. And we restored our roar. We really have. We were speaking. We said, God, this is it. This is it. We we're saying, this is our new opportunity. God, this is, for, this is from you, first of all. There's no reason why this was not from you. But we said, God, we thank you for this new opportunity. And we are just living in this new, new life of, of God. Thanks for, for, for your, you know, 
your love and your care for us. It was just that extra step of, okay, Cam, you know, y'all been doing these things, but if you want to reach a new level, you might have to stretch your faith a little bit more. You might have to do something you haven't done in a while. And we did it, man. And God's really blessed us. And another little funny story. So my mentor that I'm actually having, he's been with the MidFirst Investment Team for a while, and he has actually given me some of his assets and everything. And a long story short, my mentor actually played baseball with Mark when they were 12 and 13 years old. It's the funniest story. They got to talk, and he goes, wait, like, your, your wife's maiden name is Haney, like a Mark Haney? I said, yeah. He said, we, oh, I know him. I played baseball with, with her dad, Mark Haney, and we won the state championship when we were 12 or 13, and la, 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 you know, long story short. But it's awesome that, that even that connection now is there. And I, I text Mark. I'm like, hey, do you know uh, this guy? He goes, oh, yeah. He said, well, you know, he's, he's my mentor now. And so it's an awesome process. But to God, God is good through it all. You know, you might be saying, you might be in a season of your life of maybe you lost your roar, but it's time to speak out. It's time to grow your faith in whatever area that is. But, man, we're just thanking God and believing for, for the best things to come for 2023. You want to share anything, babe? Well, I was going to share a side note. Okay. During this time, too, um, we'll be quick, sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, <laughs> the kind of randomly before this job opportunity even came about, Cameron decided to sell his truck. And uh, like during the time, again, it was random. It was like, why do you want to sell your truck? So, but he like sold it like that. And when he got him a car and it was great. And then this job opportunity came up and he's having to commute to the city. And so now we look back on it and we're like, that's God again, yeah. you know, like, and it's just amazing to look back at even those types of things and during it, sorry. <laughs> it's hard to see those opportunities fall off the table. And it wasn't because of him. They just literally, like, the job's not there anymore. Like, or, you know, it wasn't because Cameron wasn't qualified or anything like that. It was just, just going up in thin air. And it's so hard to, to keep going. Um, but now that we look back on it, it was saving us from we weren't supposed to be in those That's situations. Right. And it's hard to see it like that when you're in it. Yeah, that's good. It's hard to see that God is protecting you. And even though this next step is hard because it means we're moving away, I don't want to move further away. But that's obviously what we're supposed to do. And we're supposed to go get plugged in at a different church somewhere else and build our faith together. But it's hard. It's hard growing pains, but this is the most that I've ever been stretched. And it's, again, it's hard being PK kids, and we talked about it too, and being stretched because we were just praying by ourselves because we've always done that, you know, and so it was... It's just been a blessing to come together and, and then see it at work in your own life and not just through your parents and through your church congregation, through other people's lives. So, Amen. Thank you guys for sharing. Love you, baby. Mm. Love you too, bud. Amen. I'm telling David, Weston was his name. That's his mentor. He grew up in Custer City of all places. I'm saying, David, you better give him some more assets. <laughs> but uh, I, I just want to, they didn't share this part of it, but I want to share this too because um, we've been walking with them through this and praying about all this stuff, and I don't like seeing them go either, okay? And I want them to stay here, but I also know this is part of God's plan in, in their lives together. But... Um, one of the things that Cameron didn't tell you is for this opportunity, a lot of times we think another opportunity is supposed to be sometimes it's more money, it's more this, it's more that. Uh, he actually had to take a pay cut for this opportunity. But he's going to get back to where he was in soon, very soon. But the deal, the deal is it wasn't about money. There was other things that they were praying for in this situation, and one of them was his work environment the culture that he was going to be in. He wanted to be with some, uh, some, somebody 
that was family oriented, you know, and it's not all just about work, you know, and so that prayer was answered in this situation. The money's going to come, but but there was so many other things that were answered in this in this prayer time, and so I just want you to, I, I'm saying that to say this, don't be led by almighty dollar, be led by almighty God. The dollars will come, God's going to provide, but be be led by almighty God, and everybody said amen. All right, I want everyone to bow your heads in here this morning, thank you guys for sharing. And just want to make sure before we all leave here today, those that are here under the sound of my voice, those that are watching online, those that will be listening to this by radio as well, just want to make sure that you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you have to do exactly what I talked about in today's message. You've got to believe it, and you've got to speak it. You've got to say it with your mouth. And so I want to lead you in this prayer of salvation today. And even if you are saved, I want you to pray this prayer with them. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you are the Son of God. And you died on the cross for me and rose again on the third day. Please forgive me of my sins and create a clean heart in me. Renew my spirit so I can hear your voice. I accept you as my Savior. You are my Lord. Thank you for saving me. And everybody said amen. I want everybody to stand up. And if you got family there, uh, Jada, Tay, and Cameron, I want you all come up here and join hands with me. And we're going to speak this blessing over you today as we go out today. This is going to be a great year, guys. But God's given you a spirit of faith, and he wants you to use it. Amen? Okay. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you, and may the Lord give you his peace. May the Lord bless your going out and your coming in today. May the Lord anoint you to, to fulfill the divine destiny that God has given to you. May everything that is brought against you be crushed by the protection that God himself shall provide. May you be blessed in your health. May you be blessed in your relationships. May your children and your children's children be blessed because they are the heritage of the righteous. From this day forward, as you submit yourselves to the Christ, to the cross, may your lives be filled with joy that is unspeakable and full of glory and with peace that surpasses all understanding. May your home, as the word of God says, be as the days of heaven on earth. In Jesus' name we pray and ask it. And everybody said, amen. Hug, hug somebody's neck and say, Happy New Year. Come back here with me.